And it's on This Week in History with me, and I am Paul Waite. I've remembered that I am that for at least three minutes. <laughs> Having flirted with being a Detroit person, and also Callum reminded me that I can come from Jamaica. So, mm. Yeah, same box, brother. I watched that film the other called it. Mm. Jamaica? No, she went to Rowan Accord. Jamaican me hungry The old ones are the best (laughs) Anyway, so we've got some really good facts today So as we've only got 4 minutes and 26 seconds left So the first fact today One of the great battles in British history The Battle of Trafalgar so Callum will tell us all about that, won't we, Callum? So yes. what happened? Who was that between? And Admiral Nelson. Admiral Swam to him. And he got his arm blown off. Mm. Was that not that? Was that not no, he got that, that, that happened in... Um, was it not? That happened in um, the Battle of the Nile. Anyway, they were on the, <laughs> on the ropes, weren't they? Were they? They were losing at first. Maybe. And then they triumphed over the Spanish armada. French. No, so the Spanish not. and French, wasn't it? <laughs> Dear. Mm. I thought... Uh, so this is the Battle of Trafalgar, which was between England and France. I uh, thought it was Spain, uh, Spain, Spain and France. Spanish Armada was 1588. This is 1805. Sorry about this, listeners. We're wasting a bit of time here. So, um, so the Battle of Trafalgar was in 1805 between uh, Britain and France. And um, Nelson had already lost his half his arm in the Battle of the Nile, where it was blown off by a cannonball, as Callum rightly said. Mm. He got the battle wrong. Um, and, Damn of course, um, one of the most famous things in history, because poor old Nelson got shot by a French sniper. And we have the immortal line, which, in fact, was never said, where he said, kiss me, Hardy, as he was dying. The thing that probably, um, just as a little thing, is something I know about. Um, he had a well-rehearsed, uh, famous uh, relationship with a, a, a lady called uh, Emma Hamilton, despite the fact he was married. And um, something I find absolutely uh, disgusting is... Um, he, he made it very clear in his will that he wanted uh, uh, Lady Hamilton to be looked after. And in fact, um, as soon as he died, all the people that um, were looking after him basically um, didn't even invite her to the, to the funeral. Uh, and she died a pauper. Uh, oh, and I just think, uh, anyways, just what I tell you listeners that, it's something that causes me a huge amount of grief. So um, moving on... <laughs> it just does. I, just, mm. I, I always think that people should respect people's wishes, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, so in 1836, we have the USA patent for phosphorus friction match. So that's you know, quite a quite a big thing, I would say. Mm. Yeah, Swan Vesta and all that. Everyone um, loves a good. So that's what 100 184 years of having matches. Uh, the next one's really interesting. Um, I haven't actually planned my. Um, usually, I divide my little factoids up into bands of the, the show, so I haven't done that today, which is very badly planned of me but i have got a typed list for the first time because i'm fed up with losing it and i'm scrabbling <laughs> around i was scrabble around in the mornings trying to find my list so um any of you who've watched that great film um the battle of the alamo um the original one was john wayne uh, richard widmark um great people like that um where effectively the founding fathers of texas are fighting uh, the mexicans uh, and of course, one of the things that the Americans are very good at uh, doing is, uh, of course, they conveniently forget to tell us that actually it was it was Mexican land. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very similar sort of uh, situation with the North American Indians. So, you know, the Indians are always made out to be the baddies, and actually, they, all they were doing was defending their territory. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they case, are so much nowadays, but yeah, no, I, I know. You I know they were then. Yeah. Um, and so, well, of course, in you know the Battle of the Alamo, it was made out. You know, you had these heroic people defending this little station against these naughty Mexicans. And, of course, the Mexicans, it was actually their country. But anyway, um, if you watch that film, uh, there's a guy in there, Sam Houston. I, can't, I think it might be played by Gary Cooper or something like that in the original. 
Um, and on this day in history in 1836, he was he became the first president of the Republic of Texas. And of course, you know, again, something that people don't know. Um, if you, uh, America was founded in 1776, so here we are, 60 years later, uh, Texas has only just been born, and of course it is, uh, it was called, it still is today, the Lone Star State, mm. as you might know. Yeah. Uh, it's got one star on its right-hand side of its flag, mm. um, and um, so it wasn't part of America until 1864, I think, or something like that. Really? So, um, you know, it was completely independent. So um, They're very yeah. um, sort of patriotic to their own state today, aren't they? Yeah, very much so. And then the final, I think the final thing, because I've only got um, 30 seconds left, um, again, a very interesting fact. So in 1854, Florence Nightingale and 38 nurses left England to go to the Crimea. Um, again, I used to have a cottage uh, on the Hampshire-Wiltshire uh, border, and uh, Florence Nightingale is, is buried about three miles from where my cottage was, so I used to find that very interesting. As a child, many of you will know, I used to collect ladybird books, and one of my favourite ladybird books was on Florence Nightingale. Uh, and uh, I used to find it fascinating. You know, she was obviously a, a massively brave woman and pioneer who um, who basically, um, in those days, soldiers were just basically cannibal fodder, and as soon as they were no good, they were just left to die, and she basically um, cleaned everything up. So um, amazingly, uh, amazingly um, influential woman uh, and a great uh, standard bearer, I think, for women's rights, I would say. So um, there we are. Uh, that's the first five minutes. Got over my thing as, as always. On This Week in History. Cheers, doll. So on This Week in History, we come back to the second segment of our uh, little factoids today. That is now um, a podcast also. <laughs> thank you, Drew. <laughs> so um, in 1857, the world's first football club, Sheffield FC. Sheffield FC was founded in, in Yorkshire. Now, of course, we have... Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, Sheffield United's f- most famous fan would be Sean Bean. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's leave him for now. Um, so then, um, 1861, West Virginia seceded from Virginia. Uh, and as uh, we were saying just now, Drew, um, always got the famous song, West Virginia, Mountain, Mountain Moments. Mama, take me home. Take me home. Yes. I'm not quite too Mountain sure. Mama. I might have to look into this, why West Virginia actually didn't want to be part of Virginia anymore. That's um, mm. something we might need to look into. Um, in 1881, the US French ambassador drove the first rivet into the Statue of Liberty. Mm. Um, as Callum was, was reminding me just now, uh, this was a present from the French people to the American people to celebrate their independence. Um, I'm not entirely sure why it took them 105 years to give it to them, um, but it was also was it was a place in um, France, Callum, that's got the same thing. I can't think. I don't know. Yeah, they're all about liberty, equality, and fraternity, aren't they? So, um, so anyway, uh, in 1901, very interesting little fact: this uh, the first woman ever to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Uh, it was a lady called Annie Taylor. <laughs> In a barrel? Yeah. I remember hearing about that before. Whoa, never heard about that. Really? No, I used to read The Victor when I was a little boy, and um, I remember there was a very famous guy. I can't remember his name now. Maybe Houdini, actually. Maybe Houdini did it. Went over uh, Niagara Falls in a barrel. Mm. It's it's something people did. And obviously, sometimes it meant they died, which wasn't um, a particularly good career move, was it? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, in 1911, so quite a famous, probably one of the most famous names in aeronautics, if that's the right word, um, Orville Wright. Ah. 
the Wright brothers. Oh, well done. That was very ah, good. Yeah. Hey. Uh, we go, we, after, after six months of trying, we found something <laughs> through notes. <laughs> and in this week in history, yeah. yeah very good. And you can also finger pick better than Robbie Williams. <laughs> yes, you can. Thank you, Callum, for that. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so anyway, he remained in the air for nine minutes and 45 seconds in a glider. Wow. So um, that was a record that lasted 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it was very interesting when um, when sort of technology starts, isn't it? Uh, in 1922, the Irish Parliament adopted a constitution for the Irish Free State. So again, this is probably something we could talk about for um, for hours. Uh, you know, the whole um, the whole the, the way that the the Irish situation was handled, probably not helped by the uh, breakout of the First World War, which obviously complicated things. Uh, and effectively, it's probably one of the worst pieces of administration by uh, a British government in history, other than the current one with COVID, of course, mm-hmm. which would be running it close, I think. <laughs> so we basically did did everything wrong. Uh, and, um, and of course, you know, even I think in 1922, the, the vast majority of Irish people uh, just wanted effectively to have devolution. Yeah. You know, they, um, they wanted to have the Queen. They didn't, you know, they're quite happy to fight for us and everything. They just, and then... Um, it all went horribly wrong, but uh, this is the sort of start of um, the birth of the Republic of Ireland. 1929, seven years later, we have the Black th- the first Black Thursday. So um, since then, we've had Black Monday and uh, Black, Black Friday. Friday, yes, mm. right, thank you. That's the most famous one. Mm. Yes, I can remember um, which I can't remember which one it was. Black Friday. I remember being at work and people crying. <laughs> no, seriously, because people wow. had, certain people had variable mortgages and. Mm. You know, there are people like potentially bankrupt overnight. You know, ah, crazy. crazy. Now I remember a, a lady in particular in my office crying. Um, so uh, Black Thursday, start of the stock market crash. Uh, the Dow Jones fell 128 percent. Crikey! So obviously this this led to uh, the Great Depression. Um, of course, we don't have depression in Aspen. Wait, we just have happy, happy happiness. <laughs> don't we, Mister Callum? Yes. Yeah. I, I upset Callum earlier, so I have to say sorry to him on air, so he loved me again. <laughs> he is the handsomest man ever, oh, and definitely the bravest. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't, just doesn't know about the Spanish speak at the Battle of Trafalgar, but there we are, we're forgiven. <laughs> uh, the, final fact the, before, yeah, the final fact before uh, the end of our five minutes um, is, uh, in 1931, Al Capone was sentenced to 11 years for tax evasion. Mm. Absolutely brilliant film called The uh, Searchers, is it? I can't remember. Uh, Kevin Costner and uh, Sean Connery mm-hmm. in my opinion one of the best films of all time this is all about um, uh, the Al Capone story so Al Capone was obviously um, the leading gangster in America controlled uh, pretty much everything ruthless killed lots of people I found it very difficult to um, to prosecute him so eventually uh, they very imaginatively, imaginatively mm-hmm. uh, managed to prosecute him for tax evasion he went to prison for 11 years and that was the untouchables Check, untouchables time. thank mm-hmm. you yeah mm-hmm. really, really great film check it out watch it lots of times bringing you the news of old on this week in history with Paul Waite so once again bringing you the news of old from your great history teacher here Mr Paul Waite um, covering lots of good stuff today. Um, next subject is something very dear to all of us in the studio, actually, because we're all, um, I suppose, a little bit sort of peace and love and Buddhist and all that. And uh, I know, um, I think you do, Callum. I, I have a huge amount of respect for the Dalai Lama, for instance, mm-hmm. who I mm-hmm. see as a great man. Um, in fact, uh, he always reminds me of a, a bit of an Asian Andy Lauder. Uh, <laughs> 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 what the hell? One of my greatest friend I've known since I was three. 
Um, so he's, uh, I just think Dalai Lama's a great man. Anyway, one of the things that really uh, annoys me about the world is is how um, how uh, convenient uh, people's thoughts are about uh, which incidents that people choose to get angry about. And so, you know, you take Israel, for instance. You know, if Israel throw a bun at a Palestinian, it's uh, condemned by the whole world. Um, and the Chinese are allowed to occupy Tibet, kick out the, mm. their, their spiritual head, and nobody minds, you know, because nobody wants a war with China. So in 1950, the Chinese forces occupied Tibet. That led to the Dalai Lama of the time uh, being forced into exile. Mm. Uh, Dalai Lama lives all over the world, but spends a lot of time in the UK and um, is, a, is a really great man. Um, and a similar theme, in 1953, Laos gained independence from France. Um, so French were very, very um, influential in that part of Asia. Obviously controlled uh, Vietnam, uh, Cambodia and, and Laos. Um, and the, the little story, I think Callum was, yeah, one, one little story we can tell you in, in Paul Wakeland is um, the only Laotian, which is actually the right word for Laos, mm-hmm. the only Laotian restaurant in the whole of the UK used to be in Cheddar. Oh, wow. Which is about 10 miles from our house. Right, and I think three years ago, I think it was. I think you were there, Callum. Yeah, I was I there, had yeah. my birthday party there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> had to be probably the worst behaved person ever at a birthday party ever. You know, like, if you've ever been out and you've just determined that you're going to have a riot, so that was me. And yeah. so I was just outrageous the whole time. Yeah. But it was, it was like wonderful. a Bristol party, that was, uh, when we had the Aspen Weight um, at, the, at, the, at the Frankfurt place. The oh, yeah. Yeah, and you were, ch- you were throwing around the toys. And the Bavarian oh, beer God. house. Yeah, that was yeah. it. The Bavarian very, yeah. very naughty then. You just can't you just can't believe that Paul Waite would do that, can you? <laughs> so anyway, so it's a wonderful place in Cheddar. Check it out. If you're into Cheddar, it's a wonderful thing. Very uh, I used to be part of my cycle training. Ch- ch- cycling up Cheddar Hill was just if you can do that, you can do anything, I can tell you. Uh, 1954, Dwight D. Eisenhower, who was obviously the guy that was um, in charge of the Normandy landings, uh, went on to become the American president after Roosevelt. Mm. And um he basically pledged support to South Vietnam, which wasn't a very good idea because it obviously created the biggest debark in American history um, uh, with with them f- failing to beat the uh, Viet Cong, uh, North Vietnamese, obviously assisted by the Chinese. Uh, so that wasn't a good move. Um, something I've always felt really strongly about as well. I don't know why. And I've, I've always admired. Uh, now I'm very fortunate to have quite a few Hungarian friends. Jo Regalt. So um, in fact, I was very, very pleased to have promoted uh uh, one of my Hungarian employees this morning, Adrian Ball. So, big shout out to you, Adrian. Um, as Adrian rightly says, I'm bloody good at my job, and you are. So, I was very pleased to promote you today. <laughs> so, um, in um, 1956, the Soviet troops invaded Hungary. Um, so, Hungarians, very proud people, obviously, uh, were historically one of them, if not the most influential place in Europe. Um, probably the country that was most going back to my thing about people being unfair the country that was most unfairly picked on after the end of the first world war they lost something like two-thirds of their territory uh, and people became a much smaller country Um, and they they obviously became sort of taken over by the soviets after world war ii we basically capitulated and let the soviets run riot amongst uh, central and eastern europe uh, and the Hungarians really brave people, and their and their um, struggles were brutally put down by Soviet tanks in 1956. Uh, in 1958, uh, the Soviets lent 400 million rubles to the Egyptians to build the Aswan Dam. Mm. That's very interesting. We're now seeing history repeating itself with the Chinese uh, spending billions of pounds in Africa, mm. uh, effectively buying the support of these African nations by uh, creating their infrastructure, building railways, etc. Um, so it's a very good way of of, of, of creating political dominance uh, mm. by investment. Uh, 
1962, one of the near misses in history, the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, the Soviet ships approached but stopped short of the US-Cuban blockade. So Cuba at this point had been a, a, been a, 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 a Western-style country, got taken over by Fidel Castro, communist, uh, communist leading towards the, the, the Russians, etc. Uh, Castro was a big mate of Che Guevara, for instance. Right. Um, and um, probably the closest ever in world history to a nuclear war. So we're literally seconds away from a nuclear... That's why it's called the Cuban Missile Crisis. Ah. So massively critical moment in, uh, in, in history. And then um, final one in keeping with the Black Thursday, 2008 Bloody Friday, uh, one of the world's biggest uh, declines in the stock market in history. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Aspen Weight Radio Podcasts. Educate. Entertain. Enjoy.